Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning into Benzinga's Daily Stocks to Watch podcast, the only place where you can get at least a handful of trading ideas every single trading day. That's five trading ideas a day to start your day. Yes, that's 25 trading ideas for a week. We're bringing you major news items that we think, despite them being, you know, kind of maybe in mainstream, maybe in Main Street headlines a little bit, we think you should have on your radar anyways. Maybe we have a few ideas each day for upcoming news catalysts that we want to make sure you have on your radar. We don't want you to be caught off guard. Maybe we're seeing investors in our trading communities around Benzinga and Benzinga Pro talking about some stocks or a theme, and we want to also get those on your radar. Today is Thursday, May 4th. 2023 may the fourth may the force be with you ladies and gentlemen mike how you doing out there i'm doing great i was about to say it but also happy cinco de mayo i love that uh may the fourth is both a uh it's a star wars thing and you get to eat tacos like what's what's better than that Absolutely. I am going to a wrestling match tomorrow for Cinco Whoa. de Mayo. La, La Lucha Libre. Oh, I know. I know. What? I know. I knew you're going to be jealous. That is awesome. How, I didn't know there was luchadors in Detroit. Oh, there's like wrestling. There's like a couple of wrestling circuits in Detroit and it is amazing. It is. It's really it's really funny and it's, and it's fun and you have a good time. I'm excited for my wow. Cinco, de, Cinco de Mayo tomorrow. Folks, we're going to get you started off with a quick preview of our list, and then we're going to jump into each of our names a little bit further, get you a little more depth of information. Some news, pretty obviously, I bet if you, ladies and gentlemen, were out there tuning into news in the pre-market, I bet you heard about what's going on. A couple different news items in the regional banking space, and as such, we got a couple regional banks to start our list here this morning. PacWest Bank Corp, P-A-C-W, is our first name. Stock to watch number two is First Horizon, F-H-N. Stock to watch three is Darden Restaurants, D-R-I. Number four is Peloton, P-T-O-N. Do people care about Peloton anymore? I'm, I'm not sure, but we have some cool perspective for you today. In general, uh, what we're going to look at with Peloton today will give you a cool idea for something you can do for a lot of stocks, not just Peloton. Our last stock for the day is Melco Resorts, MLCO. Mike, could you please get us kicked off with uh, our first stock in the regional bank space? You got it, Brenty. This is PacWest Bank Corp, ticker PACW. Shares were down a big old chunk, over 30% uh, this morning following a Bloomberg report. The company will be considering strategic alternatives, and that's an important uh, kind of buzzword to, to watch. Yeah. That does usually affect a stock price, including a potential sale. The report and downside in the stock followed a major downside, which I think, like you mentioned, I think everyone's looking at this. This past several trading sessions, uh, PAC shares were down more than 50% since earlier this week, and now... Just an update on the, the headline. We're now over 44% down okay. on the morning. Uh, bouncing around there, 43, 44. So a big, another really big move for PacWest Bancorp. Huge downside in the last few days. And this is, uh, this is the, kind of like the continuation of big struggles in the regional banking sector. And what is really telling here, I think, 
sometimes we, you know, don't want to dig too deep into price action ahead of a news item. Sometimes it is a coincidence. It seems pretty tough to consider this a coincidence when we have the stock down Tuesday a, a few percent. We have the stock down yesterday, like 15, 20 percent. We're looking around. Our news desk is looking around. Our news desk is going. We don't see any news to justify the sharp move lower in PacWest shares. And then today, maybe maybe it was last night, we get this report that they are going to be reviewing some strategic options. We know that strategic options, strategic alternatives can be a big positive catalyst for shareholders out there. This is a case where it's not such a great uh, catalyst here. Investors are right away concerned. Stock to watch number two, also in the regional bank space, First Horizon FHN. As far as we can tell, ladies and gentlemen, these two you know, news items are, are unrelated. A little reassurance here and a little reassurance about the news item we're going to talk here with First Horizon. The company and TD Bank mutually called off their merger agreement Thursday morning. First Horizon shares were trading down in the pre-market session. Uh, around 40% or so, a big move lower here in another regional bank stock. TD Bank, they cited related to calling off the merger mutually, yes, with First Horizon. They said uh, that TD Bank was unable to obtain a timeline for regulatory approvals for reasons unrelated to First Horizon. You know, take take that with a grain of salt or take that with, a load of salt, if you want. I don't know what the other side of that that phrase is, <laughs> but you know, at, at least TD Bank trying to do some reassurance here that it wasn't related to First Horizon. I don't know how much investors are believing that citation by TD Bank. Obviously, First Horizon shares are down a, a ton today, just as the market is opening here. Take it with a grain of salt or with a bunch of pepper. Maybe that's the... Is that how you say it? I, I like that. We'll see. I don't know if that's <laughs> we'll how you say it, but I like that. <laughs> Stock to watch number three is Darden Restaurants, ticker DRI. I actually love this play. I love what they're doing here. This is a really interesting one. Analyst Oppenheimer remained bullish on Darden following what the firm called an attractive acquisition by the company of Ruth Hospitality, ticker R-U-T-H, which is the owner of Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. Yep. And we actually talked a little bit behind the scenes on this. Ruth's Chris Steakhouse is interesting. If you've been there, uh, if you haven't, it's sort of a up market, but below like a local luxury steakhouse, I would say. I've heard some people were like, oh, no, it's the best steak. I don't, I don't know. I, I would say I prefer the local, been there a long time, like really yeah. old school luxury steakhouse. But yep. Ruth's Chris is consistent. They're solid they make good cuts of meat. They do a great job. And I like this acquisition by, by Darden. And so did uh, Oppenheimer. Darden is also the owner of Olive Garden, Longhorn, Capital Grill, Bahama Breeze. So interesting that they're continuing to expand in this kind of luxury market, similar yeah. to Capital Grill. So maybe a little cannibalization in the future. We'll have to see what happens. But I'm a fan of this. And a little anecdotally, I've heard people who are going out to get meals and things complaining of, okay, even the, the low, the low market, even the mid market restaurants, prices are going up so much with inflation that if we're going to go out. We might as well go out to like a luxury place, like a more expensive place. So this really be something of that uh, heading towards more of the luxury restaurant market. 
That's that's kind of interesting that you sort of have that perspective, I think, Mike. And, you know, I think that we're going to look back on this on this moment. You know, maybe if you if you've been a Darden investor or you're considering being a Darden investor, we might look back on this moment and go like, oh, this is another, you know, maybe sort of cheap way Darden can get another kind of luxury brand under their umbrella or, you know, given the the, the potential stress on our economy, you know, maybe some people are going to look back and go, oh, yeah, Darden bought uh, Ruth right at right at the top. Remains to be seen. But yeah, kind of an interesting one. Darden is a name that we've highlighted on the podcast as, you know, kind of occupying a little bit of a unique space in the corporate like restaurant. And, you know, I think that continues here with the purchase of Ruth's. Stock to watch number four. Are we on four? Yes, we're on four. Peloton Interactive PTON shares were down about 7%. The company had some mixed quarterly results. They beat on the bottom line. They beat on the uh, a better than expected loss per share figure. I think they missed on the sales figure. They gave some guidance that was like really strong though. Uh, and I, Whether that was because uh, Peloton was sort of aggressive on their guidance or whether that was because estimates by the sell side had come down so much ahead of this earnings report that Peloton was going to beat on the guidance anyways. Saw some commentary from analysts at Needham here this morning following the Peloton share, uh, the Peloton results. They were favorable on shares uh, amid the results and the guidance. The analysts were optimistic amid a relaunch of the company's brand and the app later this month. Now they this is this is really common with a lot of sell side research. They'll give a bull case, they'll give a mid case, and they'll give a bear case. And we don't really talk about like these three together on the podcast too often. And I wanted to do that here for Peloton because I think it's kind of interesting how they're laying out the 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 bull case, the mid case, and the bear case. After I read these to you, Mike. I want you to make kind of a call and, and say, like, which one of these do you think sounds most agreeable, I guess, for Peloton moving forward? Needham, again, uh, bull case. They're saying that the Peloton flywheel works and the connected fitness trends in the U.S. move abroad more quickly. In addition, Peloton is able to significantly penetrate the commercial market channel, which ultimately becomes another funnel for residential customers. So I'm assuming that means getting their products into gyms and stuff like that. The mid case is that the company is able to add customers post pandemic driven near term by the launch of the value tread while keeping its churn low. The sales and profit mix continue to shift towards subscription and the company uh, the firm's bear case is that connected fitness adoption rate slows dramatically following the pandemic as people return to gyms and studios suggesting a smaller market opportunity for peloton so which one again mike which one did you think was you know like the the easiest opportunity i guess for peloton which which of those cases do you think made the most sense to you so this is interesting. I have kind of the macro perspective and the micro perspective. And the okay. macro is that I, th I, I think Needham is, uh, is spot on with the bull case of if Peloton can get traction abroad, especially in China, India, that could be huge. Uh, the market for their types of products is just exploding over there. So I think that would be a huge bull case. If Peloton can really get the connected fitness to, to go abroad, I think that they're going to 
they're going to be pedaling away and they're going to be going places but on, the, <laughs> on the micro side. And this actually, I agree with the bear case too, is like, even for me personally and other people I know, I think this summer is going to be the summer of going back to gyms. I think people are kind of Mama. finally back yeah. in that spot. Like I'm actually going to be going back to a gym, right? There you go. Working out at home and doing things. I know multiple other people who are doing that. So I think it'd be really interesting, interesting to see what the trends and the numbers look like for fitness this summer. Thank Thank you for your perspective on that. You always give some valuable perspective, and that was also a good one, sir. Oh, thank you. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. <laughs> and our last stock to watch for the day is a Melco Resorts ticker, MLCO. And this is the only, the only China-based U.S.-traded casino name. And they, are, they run casinos in Macau, and the company is expected to be reporting quarterly results over the next two weeks sometime. We don't have a confirmed time yet. Yeah. But we had some big results from the big three Vegas players of MGM, LVS, and Wynn. So could be a, a nice sympathy play here for MLCO Melco. And, you know, the, the big Vegas players, like kind of, of course do have exposure to China, to Macau. Melco is the only one, as far as I know, that has like strict exposure to China. As far as I know, they don't have exposure in the United States as, at, at all. So if you are looking to really leverage on what's happening as far as the the gaming market in China, and I believe there's, there, is another, uh, there is another region or two in China that are, you know, kind of considered like, gambling regions there's one called kotai also um remember a stat a few months ago that we highlighted on the podcast about how much more chinese gamblers gamble than u.s gamblers if uh, uh somebody a, a, a sort of normal person is going to a normal middle class person is going to vegas and spending a certain amount of money the same level of gambler in china will spend six times more than the vegas gambler does and so when you when you hear about you know casino stocks doing well casino companies in the united states doing well you might want to look to china to get even more leverage for that theme all right folks that is going to wrap it up for our list today i hope you got some good ideas from the podcast i hope you got some good education that you can use in general for your trading and investing strategies. We'll be back tomorrow with Friday's edition of Benzinga's Daily Socks Watch Podcast. Good luck out there, everyone. Have a great day, everybody. May the fourth be with you, and we'll catch you tomorrow. Dun, 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 dun.